0: in Nova Scotia where a gunman donned a police uniform and went on a killing spree before he himself was gunned down by police RCMP in Nova Scotia holding a press conference last hour here's a bit of what they had to say I can confirm now there are an excess of 19 victims victims both men and women and all were adults it appears that some of the victims were known to the suspect and others were targeted Uh, and not known to the suspect. Dave Perry is Global News Radio's crime expert. He is also the CEO of Investigative Solutions. He's on the line and joins us now here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Dave, good afternoon. Thanks for the time, as always. My pleasure. All right, first of all, lots of questions here. As always in these cases, the biggest question is why? Why? And in trying to answer that, I think the next biggest question is why did this gunman have a police uniform or what looked to be a police uniform and was driving around in what appeared to be an RCMP vehicle? Is that one of the big outstanding questions for you right now?
1: Yeah, I think so. The the why is probably going to take some time, especially for the police to come to a conclusive decision about the why and to to be able to publicly state that. I, I would suspect we could be waiting for very many months for that answer. But, you know, if you were to talk sort of broader scope, you know, most people that commit mass murders, um, you know, they're they're ignited by something. They're angry about something. They're angry at somebody or some institution or a combination of all those things. And whatever their final admission point is, uh, you know, usually that's where the police have to eventually find their way back to to figure that piece out. As far as the, uh, you know, the, the, the job that he did on duplicating an RCM police car and wearing what looked like an RCMP uniform, you know, goes to his state of mind in terms of the amount of planning and just how in control he was of, of his thinking to be able to do all of this and to plan it so well and to pull it off. So we're not looking at somebody who's deranged or suffering some major mental health issue where he's out of his mind and doesn't know what he's doing. This, this guy knew exactly what he was doing, and that makes this case even more horrific and more tragic.
0: Yeah, one of the things that came out of the press conference, Dave, was the fact that this mock police car was involved in the killing of Constable Heidi Stevenson and that it was later engulfed in flames. So one has to wonder or believe that uh, Constable Stevenson maybe thought that this was a fellow uh, constable uh, officer uh, in this car if it looked that realistic and it was somebody wearing a uniform and she basically was a sitting duck.
1: Yeah, that that could be the very sad and very unfortunate piece of this particular murder, the murder of a police officer where the very car she thought she was going to for refuge and backup and support could have been the same car that the killer was operating out of. And again, I don't know if we know that definitely at this point, but that could just make this even more tragic than it already is.
0: Yeah. How tough would it be to replicate a police vehicle, an RCMP police uh, vehicle? I would have to think that all of the decals of the stickers, everything uh, involved are kind of hard to get your hands on. No,
1: they would be very hard to get their hands on. And I I think that's going to be a, a significant part of the investigation. Where did he get them? You know, did he simply replicate them and use some, some kind of a printing shop to replicate them, which is quite possible? Or did somebody give them to him, you know, thinking that he was a friend of the police? I I heard that he he has a couple of old RCMP cars parked at his offices. You know, he seemed to be somebody that admired the police and wanted to be a police officer. Sadly, you hear that so often in in a lot of these mass shootings, there's there's always some comment real or perceived that they initially dreamed about being a police officer. So who knows? But that's going to be a very significant part of the investigation.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because there were reports late last night, Dave, that the gunman's high school yearbook from years ago stated that he wanted to be an RCMP officer. So what, if anything, do you think that's telling investigators? And would investigators then be going back and looking for old high school friends of the shooter to to talk to them?
1: Yeah, they'll be going way back to his history, probably right to childhood, and try and figure out what, if anything, went wrong in his childhood that perhaps sent him on this path. And more importantly, what recently in his life was he in grievance with uh, and who was that with and what was that all about? So we're hearing that the initial murders were targeted. So I'm going to assume he had a beef with somebody he knew very well, whether that's family, friends or otherwise. And, And then it would appear as the RCMP commissioner said that he went from being a targeted killer to being a random killer where he just continued once the, the ignition was lit. I don't know if he knew how to put it out or if he just enjoyed what he was doing and he, he wanted to go out in a blaze of glory and, and become infamous for the, the horrible crimes that he's committed. So it, it's really hard to say. The only thing that's uh, sort of clear to me, and that, that's without any evidence, but clear to me is that it would appear he wanted to shoot it out with the police and that's how he wanted to end his life.
0: Yeah, how rare is that for somebody to go from what is a perceived targeted killing to random shootings? Isn't it usually one or the other?
1: It's usually one or the other, but there are cases where, not here in Canada, but in the U.S., where we've seen people get uh, you know in a rage after uh, attacking the the intended targets, if you will, and during their flight they'll take out anybody who they even perceive is in their way, or looks at them, or just happens to be standing around and. And, of course, once the police arrive, it, it, it almost always, in these mass killings, comes down to a shootout between the shooter and the police. And, and you know, I, I truly believe that that's, it's not about escape. It's, it's about, again, having the shootout and dying at the hands of the police. I think that we might learn that that was all part of his planning.
0: Joined by Dave Perry, 640 Toronto crime expert, as we discuss this Nova Scotia uh, killing spree from the weekend. RCMP in Nova Scotia telling us this afternoon at least 19 dead, and they're expecting more. And that's maybe, Dave, because there are we here in excess of 15, 16 active crime scenes. Just how big of a job is this for investigators?
1: It's massive. This this will become one of the largest criminal investigations in the history of our country. It only makes sense. It's the Largest mass shooting in our, in our history, and and the investigation that follows will have to match that. 16 crime scenes, running one crime scene, one serious crime scene like a homicide, is quite uh, resource intense. And to have 16 or more, to have 19, perhaps more bodies, uh, I can't even imagine the scale, and the resources that's going to be required to to get this finished. And it's going to it's, this is not going to happen in weeks or months. It's, you know, by the time this wraps up, it could be a year, it could be longer. It's it's a massive investigation. The amount of work here is, is extraordinary.
0: Also, Dave, I wanted to get your take on there's a lot of questions surrounding the police use of Twitter to warn citizens instead of using their smartphones and the emergency uh, alert system. Uh, was that a bit of a misstep?
1: I don't know. I, I haven't heard enough about it to really make that determination. But I will tell you one thing that... If any of us, you and I, for example, were sitting in a police car and this all started on hold, it's what I call organized chaos. And I've been in these situations before where you can't possibly tick off the, all the things that you have to tick off on the sheet that says, here's your next step, do this, do this. You know, you're you're running from crime scene to crime scene. You're hunting for an active shooter. There are things that just can't be gotten to at, at certain points during during that kind of a you know, just absolutely chaos and disorganization and, and, uh, you know, even the the element of adrenaline and fear that these police officers wonder, you know, they're hunting a guy that they know has just killed a, a whole pile of people and is no doubt intent to kill anybody, including the police that get in their way. And so sadly, that was proven to be true. So there might be the odd thing that didn't get checked off or came out of order or whatever, but, You know, you can't blame the police for stuff like this. You just have to support them and understand that they're human. And they were doing everything they could possibly do to catch this guy and to protect the public.
0: Dave Perry, our Toronto uh, crime expert, 640 Toronto crime expert and CEO of Investigative Solutions. Dave, really appreciate your time and your perspective uh, on this, this situation. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon.
1: My pleasure. Heart goes out to everybody in Nova Scotia.